0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV. Proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined by the bomber herself, Ebony Bridges. Ebony, how are you keeping? It's been a long time.
2: I know. It's been like forever since I've done a, an interview, like even, you know, on Zoom or whatever. But um, no, it's good. Things have been good the last two months or so since my fight have gone really fast, you know? Yeah.
1: I think think we'll firstly get into that fight because that was a a real test for you in terms of this was someone that really, I don't want to say got under your skin because maybe that would be the wrong terminology, but there was a Mm. lot of beef beef there and, and you settled it. You settled it in the best fashion possible. Talk to me about the lead up to that fight and obviously after that fight and the feelings that you had after.
2: I mean the lead up like I just you know I didn't really get that emotionally invested in her um you know as I said you know I never talked about her you know until the fight was signed and made but she'd been talking and slagging me off for like two years like calling me out and talking shit you know so she was like really invested <laughs> in me but I just wasn't really phased you know but obviously when a site gets when a fight when a fight gets signed and you start making money, you're like, you know what? Well, obviously, I want to build the fight, and um, I'll give her, you know, attention now because it's because I'm getting paid. You know, I just know that when I talk about someone, like, is playing the piano, Gracie. Sorry, she just jumped on the piano. No, sorry, <laughs> it's quite bad. Um, um, yeah. So I thought that I would, um, you know, obviously bring to attention a little bit of, you know, the shit she's been saying. Um, so people can get a little bit of insight because no one had heard of her. So I thought, well, this is exactly how she is, you know, when she, she tried to, oops, sorry, she tried to twist it. Um, it was almost like she was talking into the mirror to be fair, because she said a lot of things about me that were just her to be fair. And, um, you know, she tried to make me out to be bad in in that fight week build up with all the little interviews and, um, I was just stayed, I just stayed cool and calm because, you know, I know the truth. I knew that I would beat her. I knew the kind of person she was. I knew the kind of fighter she was. um, And I was very, very confident I was going to beat her. Um, And um, yeah, so it just kept me really cool. And I just thought she's just emotional. She's so emotional. She gets really emotional in fights. All previous fights I've seen her get emotional in the ring. Um, Like, you know, and even just at the, you know, the presser and the weigh-ins, just the stuff she was saying, uh, everything was just giving me more and more confidence that she was just breaking. And then I knew that she wouldn't be able to handle that, um, that crowd um, and she wouldn't be able to, and because she was underestimating me so much. And like I said in the build-up, I'm going to shock Shannon O'Connor, I'm going to shock her because when they underestimate you so much, when you hit them, you know, and you keep coming, or you know, when they hit you and you keep coming, you know, um, it, it, they're not prepared because they weren't, they they didn't think like that, you know. I always prepare myself for the toughest fight. Um, I spoke highly of Shanna; I knew she was going to be tough, and she was going to be strong, and she was going to be determined. But I, you know, I was ready and prepared for all of that mentally and physically, um, you know. And yeah, I suppose it was a really great feeling to be able to prove her wrong and just um in all her you know little fan fanboys and girls um that just you know um um dismissed me because of what she'd said and um it was just it was a good feeling it's probably the, obviously it's the sweetest win of my career and i think it really will still be the sweetest win of my career um just because she was just a horrible human and um you know she trying to she tried to expose me as in trying to make out that i was just a you know Instagram boxer and just a, a blow in as in someone that just is coming in and won't last long in the sport and I don't take it seriously and I'm a skanky stripper and all these things um so to be able to come in and um you know really just throw that in her face I suppose um it was really satisfying um and I said at the beginning that and I, I said it from the beginning I think I said it to you um that I would take Shannon Courtney out for dinner before even giving this girl anything, you know, um, because she makes Shannon and Courtney look like an angel because she's so horrible. And we've seen that at the last, at, at the end, when they announced me as a winner, she stuck a rib finger up and called, called um, Sky Nicholson a slut. Like, I mean, the, true, the, the your true colours come out. You know, you, you can't fake it. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, that was satisfying.
1: We, we see a lot of uh, grudges in boxing and we all often see them Not not put to bed, but we see fighters embrace at the end of a fight. There wasn't really that between you and Shannon. Have you had any contact with each other since you fought?
2: No, not at all. I have no respect for her. Um, Just because I shared the ring with her, I don't have any. It doesn't give me any respect for her as a human, as a person. Um, There was definitely more respect between me and Shannon Courtney. Um, She was just, she was just horrible. You know, I went up to her corner after the fight and um you know as you do and her son said fuck fuck off cunt like this to me um you know she got stopped like mate you got battered like let's have some humble pie like you know what i mean she um that's just her person you know and i can't give someone that i can't give someone respect that's um that is just respect for a horrible human doesn't just because i've shared the ring with someone doesn't make me go oh you're an all right person like well done no like no i don't i'm not like that. Um. I respect her for all she's done, and I said that in the whole build-up. I respect her for everything she's done in Australian boxing, women's boxing in Australia. She's been around for a long time. She was, but I don't respect her as, as a fighter. I don't really. I mean, she was tougher than I thought. I honestly thought I was going to stop her in the first five rounds. Um, so at least so um, she was very tough. Um, but yeah, that's about as far as the respect goes. She's um not said anything to me. She's no. not congratulated me or reached out to me or anything. I know she put out a, a statement, um, not long after fight, but she didn't put it out. Um, her managers did because they put out exactly the same thing. So it was a bit of a copy and paste, um, but yeah, that's it. You know, she disappeared now. No one's, you know, she hasn't posted. She's just off the planet. And that's what I said I'd do. I said I'd retire her. And I will say it again here that um, out of her whole career, her, the highlight will be that she got stopped by the blonde bomber. Um, so now she can talk about that in her heyday that she got to share the ring with Ebony Bridges. So good on her.
1: Obviously, not a lot of people know but you did go into that fight carrying injuries. Um, oh yeah. You, so for the last few fights actually you've won in carrying yeah. injuries and I think that, that's that been a a tale of your career because in your debut I believe you broke your ankle, or yeah. your ankle and your leg and you carry on but I wanted to really get make this point because you've actually taken some time out of the ring now since December, as you would, but you've had surgery. How has that been for you what what's that process been like because you you actually went into this fight in December, having prepared for a fight as early as what June maybe, and it didn't happen, then it's September and it didn't happen, and then it's December. Talk me through that whole period of time,
2: yeah, so you know I had my I won my world title in March um and then you know, um, I was talking to Eddie, and obviously Eddie said that he wants to get me out in summer again because you know that was the beginning of the year, so it's expected that you would I would fight in like at least four months, right? Um, but that, by that point, I hadn't I'm I, mean, I was not living in the UK, and I made my decision after my world title fight that I needed to live over here, so I went home for a month or so. <laughs> um as you know people follow my story you know like went over home for a month um broke up with my boyfriend told my family i wasn't i was gonna move to the uk in four weeks packed up all my shit and rushed back to the uk because eddie said i was gonna fight in, in summer and i wanted to start my camp you know i got over here in in i think it was um june you know um so i was like i, I need to be here because tips is my coach now and i wanted a solid eight weeks of training so as soon as i touched down base like here in the uk um, i was training into camp because you know stay ready and you know you don't know when the fight opportunity is going to come and Eddie kept saying summer 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 so that's June that was June oh sorry July August then that obviously didn't um didn't eventuate you know that didn't come so then it was like okay you're fighting in September and we had that fight locked down in September like the date the opponent everything like well or like you know in july you know the, girl, the other girl was prepping for it you know we were it was it was locked in and then all this stuff started happening with shannon you know and the ibf all of a sudden ordering me wanting me to fight um my mandatory in six months they were trying to get me to fight shannon in september but they couldn't settle you know we couldn't settle the purses and everything like that and i think i'm like one of the only ibf pros that's beat a speedy champion and has to depend defend by their with their mandatory in six months <laughs> yeah like it didn't make any sense Anyways, it was just all a mess. I'm not going to go into details, but, yeah, so obviously I found out 10 days before the September fight because we did the bids that I wasn't able to, that IBF weren't going to grant me a voluntary before fighting Shannon O'Connell. So then I had to go straight to fight next week, you know, when it came down to it. We said, well, we've got to fight in, you know, we are going to fight in 10 days. Like, here, come over here and fight if you're ready. Oh, no, 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 no. They didn't want to do it. So the next obviously the next available date and ideal realistic date was I think December obviously the leads the leads fight so then yeah that just pushed my camp out even longer so yeah I'd I'd been in camp since June you know really um dieting and training and I think that's why my body started breaking down as well by that that fight in December um you know obviously my hand I it was like four weeks of that fight I think it was like you know, in the last six weeks, there was four weeks that I was not able to use my right hand at all. I was doing, uh, just lead hand sparring with, like, uh, you know, um, with Lucy, you know, Stevie, like everyone that was sparring was all lead hand sparring. Um, so I wasn't using my back hand only on the pads with one hand. Um, it got a little bit better, obviously, um, towards the end of my camp, and then I, I sent you the video of my back in my last spar. My back collapsed. I haven't put that out yet, actually. Maybe I'll send it to you and you can put it on this video. Anyway, so like 10, my last, uh, I was like 10 days um, out of my fight, my back just collapsed and inspiring. I, I was like, it was so weird. It just went to a spasm and collapsed. And then I couldn't train from that, from like the Wednesday before my fight, like two weeks out. I think the first time I trained was um the the public workout. I had to just not train. I couldn't, I couldn't even put my shoes on. So I had to get, like get dressed. You know, Michael's was telling me, do you want to pull out? Do you want to pull out? You know? obviously people are caring, like, you can't go into a fight like this, like, your back, your, your hand, everything's fucked. And I'm like, I am not, like, pulling out of this fight. I'm fighting this girl, like, unless I literally can't walk. Like, it was only going to be, say, for example, after I'd weighed in and everything, if I was still really couldn't move, then, yeah, okay, you know, but I was waiting till the last minute because I didn't want to pre-ejaculate and pull out and then be okay. You know, Um, I got physio and I got, you know, treatment on my back and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, thankfully, by public workout, it was feeling a little bit better. Um, but still definitely when I was um, warming up and getting ready, it was still very hard for me to bend like bend bend over and stuff. But luckily in boxing we don't bend over to touch your toes, you know, you, know, you do that and other things. So I um I was okay for that movement for the boxing movement. But yeah, um that was pre- that kind of played with my head a little bit going into the fight. Um not going into it, but those last two weeks because you're supposed to be feeling your peak. You're supposed to be feeling really good those last two weeks if you can't like that peak and you're like, yeah, I'm good. And then I started getting like anxious and like Jimmy, like I was freaking out, I was talking to Jimmy and Jimmy was reassuring me, like you've done all the work and you've done it all. Like it's be fine. Even if you don't train for these next 10 days, like you're going to be fine. You're fit, you know, you've done it all. And um, and that's, you know, obviously listening to the, the experience of Jimmy and Mark Tibbs, you know, that obviously reassured me. So yeah, I just went in there and just said, look, you know what? I'm good enough to beat this girl with one hand anyways. <laughs> so um, yeah. When, when are we
1: likely to see you back then and in the ring? You've had the surgery, you're feeling good, you're starting back training. When are we likely to see you back? Have you spoke to Eddie about this?
2: I actually haven't talked to Eddie. Um, I've just taken time out. I've been MIA. Um, people would notice on my socials and um, just in general around boxing. I took a you know a good solid month off and just took a break from everything. I haven't done any business. I haven't done any really social media, nothing really. Um because I needed the r and I needed to switch off because last year was really intense. Um, so I haven't talked to Eddie, but I've, obviously my surgeon and my um, my hand therapist are, our goal is to be back sparring um, by May. So that means like full contact, obviously if I can spar, I and hit pads and stuff um, by May and that, you know, obviously from there we do a camp. So, you know, eight weeks or whatever from there. So, you know, I, I'm like hoping July, August, as long as once I start punching, You know, I can start punching in a couple of weeks, like noodles, just like low impact, you know, the floor to ceiling bag, maybe some paddles in a couple more weeks, and then you know, start with the pads and and all that and obviously gotta build up and build my strength and do all my um physio and and strength work. Um I was about to do that, but that's another action thing, sorry. But um So I am um, sorry. Um, doing a lot of strength work with my hands. Um, so I guess nice and strong and the more I do the better. So I'm working on that. That's my main priority now. Um, and just trying to keep my weight down, obviously.
0: Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry. Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire. Huh? Oh, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, all prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. So <laughs> tell me
1: this. Is, 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 it, is it likely that we'll see you on a Josh Warrington card this summer in Leeds? It looks like it's going to be a stadium fight potentially. Wood Warrington, Warrington Lara, is that is that the Ebony Bridges comeback? Lately? See my
2: face. I mean, look, it could be, but I don't want to be like Josh Warrington, where I only fight in Leeds. I am not. I am a Leeds fan, but I'm I'm global. Do you know what I mean? I'm global. I'm national. I'm I'm bigger than Leeds. Um, like as in, you know, I don't need to be just in one city. Yeah, I've got all my fans there, but I've got so many fans down here in in London. Do you know what I mean? I've got fans in Ireland. I've got fans in America. Do you know what I mean? And I want to fight around the country, around the world. And I feel like I'm, I love my Leeds fans, but I also like Josh need to get used to not fighting with that huge chanting support behind me. <coughs> I mean, I think I will still have it wherever I go. It won't be the same lead songs and stuff like that, but it will still be big. I know that I have a big fan base Um, and I'll pull a crowd wherever I go. Um, I'd like to experience fighting in London as I, you know, I live down here in Essex down South. And, I know I have a lot of support down here, so that would be great. I um, mean, I'd like to fight in America. So, personally, for me, um, you know, my next two fights would like to, I would like to fight down south in, in down south around here in London or over in America. Um, and obviously, that's something I talked to about with Eddie. But, you know, I won't say no to a stadium fight in Leeds. I do love Leeds, and I'll never, ever not want to fight in Leeds. I'll never be like, I'll never fight in the world. Oh, we shouldn't fight in Leeds. You know what I mean? Or be like, oh, that was shit. Like, it's never, ever, ever, ever. But I think if I, if I had the option, um, I've done three, my, all my fights in front of fans. So outside of COVID have been in Leeds and I just want to test what is, I want to see my fans outside of Leeds. Um, so, you know, and I'm sure a lot of Leeds fans will come down to see me, you know, night out in London won't kill them.
1: Obviously being Aussie, Eddie's starting this whole thing with Matchroom Australia. It looks, you know, Stevie Sparks, Sky Nicholson, Liam Empire. there's, there's a lot of Australian stars there along with yourself is there an opportunity or a chance that we might see you in Australia or are you past that because you've moved over to the UK? You don't want to fight there or are you open to it?
2: Not, not anytime soon. I've made myself a goal and uh, my own personal goal that I won't return back to Australia until 2025 when I'm undisputed. So I don't really have a plan to fight over there unless it's to fight for uh, undisputed or to defend an undisputed title. Um, So yeah, I don't really yeah. I I, it doesn't it doesn't excite me um, until I've got all the belts, and that's what I want to do. I want to go back there and take an undisputed women's fight back to Australia. You're
1: Um, you're you're an eager boxing fan. You're you're actually very very good pundit. You speak a lot about boxing with people, Um, and almost every weekend you text me about a fight. To be fair to you, so you're always clued in with with boxing but I want to get your opinion on a couple of things. So first of all, I want to get your opinion on the tag team boxing at the weekend. You have a, a stablemate in Elbrook that was there at that event that you, you've told me how good she is and you think that yeah. she beats any of those in that scene. First yeah. of all, talk to me about tag team boxing and then after, give me a bit of an opinion on El and what you think she can do in that side of
2: the sport. I mean, look, tag team boxing is like, it's WW, is not real. Like, it's not... It's, it's a whole nother thing. It's not boxing. It's tag team boxing. It's another thing like, um, for me, it just reminds me of WWE wrestling with a, like, you know, a bit more real, obviously, because they're actually really hitting someone. So not that wrestling's not real, like to a degree, you know what I mean? Like they, they like do some mad moves, but it's just, it's a circus. It's a bit of a circus. It's a bit of an entertainment thing. It's a bit of an, and that's all that the influence in boxing is. It's in entertainment. It's novice boxers who are theatrical. You know what I mean? So it's like the characters from WWE—they're theatrical. They put it on. They're not. They don't go in there like just calm and whatever. It's it's all a show. You know what I mean? Um, and it's all about the show and the theatrics and and how can they shock people and how can they get people? How can they get views? And um, and I think that yeah, that tag team thing like it was a bit like this guy that I don't know one's team was just tagging out all the time like I mean if it was me like I put out a tweet I'm saying I want to fucking tag no one I'm want to be back beating this person like you know I can get it for like novice people that might get a bit gassed out and tired they're like oh I need a break you know what I mean but obviously and that's what they are I don't think any, any really experienced boxers would do it um well I mean obviously if the money right you'd do it wouldn't you but it would be hard for me to think oh yeah I want to stop now and let the other guy in I'll be like oh no I'm like, enjoying battering this person <laughs> you know what well, I mean what about people- our
1: break would you do
2: a oh yeah yeah they'd have to pay me I think because I was my mate like it'd be, it might be a little bit fun to do that but I, I don't know I just I don't know like you and El broke
1: against Shannon Courtney and Astrid Webb that is the fight
2: that's oh it. yeah true that's mega money though I mean obviously it was good money um again it's just it's 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 for it's not even boxing it's entertainment so it'd be like me I'd have to look at that like it's some kind of no 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 charity thing but do you know what I mean like just something like me going and playing a charity football match like it's not it's not realistic um it's not you know it's it's a bit of fun it's kind of like just a bit of fun like what you do with your mates you know but I could just imagine the headlines of it Earl brook and ebony bridges doing tag team like I mean that would sell for sure <laughs> Um, what what do you what look, do you I think mean, of her as
1: a boxer i, I
2: got it. yes yeah, oh mate like she she um, so far like she's not even been boxing or not even put on a pair of gloves for a year yet and she's already further than i was when i was a year in do you know what i mean and she's she's so young and she's such an avid learner she works really really hard she's so dedicated disciplined she works in the gym every day um she has been since she first put on gloves every single day she's in there she's working she's trying she's learning she's asking questions you know um I love I love teaching her because she's just like a sponge um to do any any anything you say you know like you tell her what to do she does it it's like playing a video game like honestly like she's she reminds me so much of me um but she started at 25 and I started at 30 do you know what I mean so she's got a long she's got a long um a, a long life in boxing you know what I mean um I truly believe like I said in my tweet she batters all those girls like she doesn't have a pez neck like <laughs> snaps back like that she's and she's very strong um she's got all the attributes you know um but she's still just she is she's is a novice but she's a she's a decent novice like like I said she's you know she, she does some things and she's harder than a lot of the girls like most of the girls the pro you know she just has to gain that experience and she just needs to use this um what's it called influencer boxing stage to build her experience like a normal person would in the amateurs or in a white collar boxing scene. Cause that's exactly what it is. And you got to just remember that, that that's where she is. It's like, forget pro, she's not a pro. She's like practically like a white collar or an amateur boxer that's just learning the craft. But she's getting paid mega for it because of who she is and the graph that she's put in her own career. You know what I mean? Like all of them, they're all just learning cause they're all, they're, they're not experienced cause they're all, that's not their thing, right? But if she continues what she's doing and she can get enough experience there, I think it would be good for her to. Um, she, when she crosses over, she could be. I, I really think she could be. You know, she could be with something big. You know, in in real in in the real world of, in the real world of real boxing world. Um, just because I've seen her progress and she's legit, like she's disciplined. It's like why? It's like you'd never go into a gym or you would never go to an amateur fight and go and look at them be so shit and go, oh my God, they're so shit. They should just quit. Like, how dare they get in there and look like that? Like, like how dare they disrespect the sport by getting in the ring. when You can't even box like a professional. Like, how dare they? Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's what it's like, like you're literally looking at novice boxes. Yeah. I mean, look, they are famous and they are um, putting themselves out there. They're not in some, you know, little shack, like boxing, getting their experience, but they're also getting paid mega to put their, to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable to it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's just how I look at it, you know? And same with that Jake Paul, you know, he is he's, he's, obviously he's not that much more. Like, I mean, obviously what's his name? Tommy has a lot more experience over the years of being around boxing and boxing for a long time. But as for fight wise, actually as in the pros, there's not much more difference in the experience, but Jake Paul was pretty hum- humble with it. He's like, yeah, I lost like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, you know, I can do better and I'm just learning. I'm still learning. And he knows he's learning because he's novice. He's not pretending. He's not, you know, he says things because he's smart to get people to talk. He knows what he's doing. He talks shit to get people coming. And and all these boxers and all these boxing fans pull for it. And they will complain about it. And they just retweet and tweet everything and hate on him. But what are you doing? You're spreading the word of Jake Paul. Like, he's so smart. You know, I respect that. Um, I don't think Jake Paul will ever be able to be a world champion or anything like that. I mean, I think Elbow could be. But, um, you know, I don't think Jake Paul could ever be. Again, he's a bit too old and he didn't, he's a male. You know, he's a bit harder than the males. Mind you, we have a lot of good women coming up as well. So anyway, that's my thoughts on it all. Um, Ebony, every, yeah, every, time time.
1: every time we speak, it goes in so fast. Can you believe it's already nearly 30 minutes we've been talking? So <laughs> I don't want to keep you on for too much longer because I know you've got to go and train. But I do want to ask you one yep. final question. I want your opinions yep. on Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron. Tell me how um, you think uh, that, that fight goes and do you think it will actually happen?
2: I hope it happens. Chantel deserves that fight. I think Chantel's just too, too, too strong for um Katie Taylor. I think she's going to be too, too strong, too relentless. Um, I think I think Chantel wins. I don't know if she'll knock her out because we know Katie Taylor has a bloody chin, a great chin, but I just think that yeah, I think that Chantel gets that fight. Um, and I kind of have no doubt in that. Um, you know, Chantel can do it all you know, and um, she's really, really strong. She's relentless, got great combos. She can box forward, box she can box on the front foot, she can sit in a pocket and bang, Do you know what I mean? And and she has um, variety in her punches, you know, um, I think which which Katie Taylor likes. Um, and Katie Taylor would have to come up, obviously, I would assume, because I don't, like, and that's what Katie Taylor said, she'd go up. It's about time Katie Taylor stepped outside of her division, you know, she's got, achieved everything in her division. She's been undisputed for that long you know what I mean? Like, good, like, challenge yourself and, and go up a oh, weight, you know, do that um to challenge yourself, and I think that's where Katie's at, and she wants to do that, she wants to challenge herself, so why not? Um, Yeah, I think it's great, and I look forward to that fight if it happens, and I do hope it happens, you know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't, that's just, like, making women's boxing like men's boxing, we're all scared to fight each other, because that fight, apparently the girls are both happy to fight each other, so then people are going to stop her, they're promoted saying, no, I don't want you to fight them, because you might lose, like, we're not men we're women we don't care for this fight
1: well Ebony thank you very much for your time today really appreciate it good to see you back healthy and ready to get back in the ring so hopefully we'll catch up again soon but um great having you on AFL TV thank you for your time
2: thank you thank you sports social podcast network
0: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper